Because where I come from, we work hard and we hustle. Hey. I just want to stay high with you. Yeah, falsettos on point first thing in the morning. I don't know if I have a cold open topic for real, for real. I mean, there was one thing that we haven't talked about, but we should talk about. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it on Thursday. Um, California looked like they're about to get some reparations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And specific to the descendants of the enslaved. You know, I have some thoughts about it, but maybe we'll say that for another episode. But the, repar- the solutions are on the way. But as the lady of the house asked a couple of days ago, I feel like reparations is not just going to be the end all be all. No. You know, you know it's going to be end all be all? What? You got to have conversations like these. You have to get up. You have to question your culture. I saw one of the same gentlemen who made one of the ridiculous statements about Will Smith. I saw him post a post saying that we internalize uh, bad behavior and call it culture, and he's absolutely correct. Yes. What we call black is a response to trauma, and it's amazing that he can't see how his tropes fit into that situation. But, you know, niggas can't see themselves as wrong, so we got to hold each other accountable. Yeah. Mm. Drew said he's here and he's mad he missed the Will Smith discussion. That's all right. That's all right. You can always go back. Yeah. All right? Um, it's on YouTube. It is on YouTube. It's on Twitter, too. And you can also check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you find podcasts. But this ain't the plug time. This ain't the plug time. Let's get to it, man. I am so excited to bring y'all to the show. Sweetheart, hit the intro. Morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Hawaii Make We It Be Mo. Yeah, we are your solution baked analysis morning show. Okay, think of us as a mix of like Howard Stern meets Tom Joyner, but with a freshly rolled blunt in the morning. We discuss all things black and some things that aren't black, but everything that intersects with blackness as we try to build the new blueprints to black culture. Make sure we are saying good morning to the wonderful lady of the house. Hey, y'all. Good morning. And I mean say good morning. All right? All right? We see what era we in when it comes to respecting our women. So let's, let's, let's follow those boundaries and be respectful of the lady of the house. I'm your host, BMO. It's so good to see y'all this morning. As always, we are being brought to you by the Washington Informer Bridge. If you want to see more black news from a black-ass source, go over to WIBridgeDC.com or at WIBridgeDC on all social media platforms. One of my good brothers, the Media Prince, sponsoring this morning's episode with his 
uh, new season of the show is already moving in action, y'all. If you want to know how I'm getting all the tea, if you want to know what's going on, if you want to know what's really popping in the DMV, you got to check out my man, The Media Prince. Check out our trailer for The Media Prince's What's Going On DMV. We bring you art and entertainment. We bring you culture and taste. Art and entertainment. We bring you history and politics. And we got all things DC. I even got you covered, Maryland and Virginia. Welcome to What's Going On, D.C. So huge shootout. Shout out to my man, Drew, who's got a job interview in a couple of hours. I hope <laughs> this energy puts a battery in your back and you're able to set your boundaries to these new employers. See, 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 see. I'll oh, see I'm about to go on a Tell rant. them what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Tell these niggas what you want, okay? Yeah. Set your boundaries. Tell them how to respect you and then go for it. And if they can't do that, it wasn't a job for you. Right. Okay? It wasn't a job for you. I know you might need some money. But trust me, mm -hmm. I'd rather you be broke and I cheerlead your dreams that haven't happened yet rather than I have to cheerlead you through some shit that you don't want to do and both of us looking at, us, looking at each other like we stupid. I, <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that for you and I want that for anybody in my life. Um, but good luck. Yeah, but good luck. Good luck <laughs> on a job interview. Press yeah. these things out, right? Yeah. Ask them all the good questions, right? Right. Um, uh, we did a cost analysis a couple weeks back. Yeah. We're gonna have this conversation. We're gonna have this speech several times. So get used <laughs> to it. We did a cost analysis a couple weeks back. It cost two hundred seventeen dollars per episode to do the show. So if you're interested in donating to Hawaii Bake, we be mo. I know it's the thirty first, right? <laughs> and the statistics say that most niggas is living paycheck to paycheck. So if you got a little something at the end of the month and you want to put in on the rent, fun fact: we found out that rent parties. Mm -hmm. originated where? In the Harlem Renaissance. Mm -hmm. A hundred years ago, almost to the day. Mm. Because collective economics is baked into our solution away from capitalism, okay? So if you want to participate in that new blueprint... <laughs> Not I'm selling the donations. Anyway, if you want to donate, if you want to donate, go to bemoreauthentic.com, black, black slash, let's say it like that, uh. black slash Durant, D-A-R-E-N-T, if you want to put a little something in on the show. We'll give you a quick shout out on the show, and then, you know, maybe that donation will get you into an event later on down the line. Mm -hmm. But I'm not one to, 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 to sell the benefits of a donation based on the benefits. So if you just feel it in your heart, go forth and do so. If you're watching on Instagram, I love you. I love you for showing up. But if you want to see the full screen situation, it's going to be a lot of full screen today. Oh. Not going to lie. It's going to be a <laughs> lot of full screen things today. If you want to see the full screen situation, HD, you want to see how much shea butter I got on right now. You want to see my elbows. <laughs> mm -hmm. Come on over to YouTube or Twitter uh, and we can continue the conversation. But again, thank you all for joining the show. And if you haven't done so, make sure we're saying good morning to the lady of the house. We have three interesting topics this morning. Mm -hmm. The first topic, we're going to continue our conversation from Tuesday um, about um, the protection of black women. If you are tired of talking about Will Smith, get over it, all right? Because I feel like this is something we're going to talk about for decades. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this thing is going to be around for a while. The joke is going to, to be on. I'm trying to think, what's a, um, what's a moment in culture that I'll never forget that I saw live? Like something that just like what's up? I was gonna say Janet Jackson. And yeah, Janet Jackson that titty. I yeah. remember that's that's something I will never forget. Right. Right. And it's something that won't uh, that'll always be a mark on Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake's career. So mm -hmm. every time every time you think about Will Smith, you can be thinking about that slap cross <laughs> Chris Rock's face. Every time you think about Chris Rock, you be thinking about that slap cross his face. Every time you think about Jada Pinkett, it's gonna happen. So I need y'all to get over that. But the point of this conversation, so 
because great minds talk about concepts and ideas, right? Mm -hmm. The point of this conversation is if Will Smith has the capacity to be wrong, that means if his version of protection, protecting black women is wrong, then what exactly is protecting black women? Mm -hmm. Not saying that he's right or wrong because either or thing is of white supremacy. But if we are to examine the fact of the possibility of incorrectness, then we must also examine the fact that we might not know what protecting black women is. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do that this morning. We're going to have our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. One of my favorite things of the week. I forgot to put my man Paul Robeson in the corner. We're going to have that ready for Thursday, okay? I forgot oh, to put the shining Paul Robeson right there <laughs> in our overlay. What's up? Another thing is I'm going to let you finish with Kanye. Oh, yeah, I'm going to let you finish with Kanye, exactly. So, um. So yeah, and then the last thing we want to talk about is the conversation about Clarence Thomas. And I actually, I want y'all to stick around for that conversation because I think you'll be surprised on where we go with that situation. But first, let's finish our conversation from last week. Okay. How do we protect black women? Now, there is an answer to this question. And how do I know there's an answer? Because there have been scholars, mm -hmm. there have been thinkers, there have been celebrities, there have been everyday women who have expressed what the solution is, right? We have seen the keys to the castle, and it seems like the response is that we ignore those solutions. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time that we take a hard reset on what it means to protect black women. And I want to be very clear that according to this analysis, what Will Smith did is a form, is a form, using the non-definitive article, is a form mm -hmm. of protecting black women. We call that form retaliation, which is post-offense. Right. Now, you can, you, can, you can get on the internet and say violence is not the answer and not say grow up. You can get on the internet and say there was a better way and not say I couldn't figure one out myself. Mm -hmm. So in, the, in forms of retaliation... We'll leave that for another day. But I want to talk about, before we get to offense, how do we actively, 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 actively protect black women? Mm -hmm. So I did a little research because, you know, that's what niggas do when you're trying to find some shit out. I did a little research, and I came across this video. Now, it's a six-minute video. We're only going to watch about two and a half minutes of it. But from this video, I actually pulled out several themes that we'll discuss right here over here, I think. Is it over here or is it over here? It'll be on one of these places, right? So if you're on Instagram, you're not going to see the whole thing, all right? So come over to YouTube. You can see all the blueprints. And, of course, I will put them up on Instagram later. Let's play the first video of how do we protect black women produced by Essence. I feel like that's a good source. <laughs> Essence, what we got to say. Protect black women. Yes, 100% facts, as the kids are saying these days. This catchphrase may sound great as a chant, a hashtag, or even a trendy bandwagon to jump on, but it clearly needs to be done. Here's the thing though, safety and protection can't be implemented. It must be constructed. So what does protect black girls even mean? Allow me to over explain it to you. Black feminine expression, whether young or old, is often reduced to stereotypes like 
loud, sassy, hypersexual, or confrontational. The Sapphire, the Jezebel, or the Mammy. Black girls fall victim to something that's plagued American blackness since slavery, the perception trap, or adultification. These concepts allow for the world to subscribe to a dangerous way of thinking. Black girls need less nurturing, protection, and support than any other group. In order to even begin protecting black girls, we must first allow them to be seen as girls. This clarity and vision comes in many ways. From Centoya Brown to Jasmine Barnes to handcuffed six-year-olds, yes, that happened. We're failing our black girls. When it comes to black girls, innocence is a privilege. Madison Moore is the six-year-old black girl who was handcuffed in place under the stairs after she took candy from her teacher's desk. They heard it. They hurt. Did you understand why he would put handcuffs on you? It's been reported that they wanted to teach her a lesson. They taught her an early lesson, that even in childhood she can be criminalized. Black girls are disproportionately punished in school, which contributes to the construct and conditioning of criminal behavior. The school-to-prison pipeline does exist. What about the black female student who was dragged out of her desk during class? Officer was booted from the force but faced no charges. But guess who was arrested? The girl he dragged and another young black female student who recorded the video. Apparently these girls violated South Carolina's controversial disturbing schools law. Students are not to interfere with or disturb in any way other students or teachers in the schools. And if you broke this law, boom. There would be a misdemeanor on your record that could be punishable by a fine or incarceration. The law has since been amended to take away criminal charges, but it was still in practice when these black girls were arrested. What? Mm. I encourage y'all to go watch the whole video. It'll be in the link description um, when we post uh, the full episode on our podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but there were a few things that I pulled from this video. Okay. Along with some other conversations by Nikki Giovanni, the conversation with Nikki Giovanni and, and James Baldwin, uh, the writings of Audre Lorde, uh, the women in my community, uh, the, the randomness that I see on Twitter, I've put together what I consider to be maybe, maybe the first five steps that it is to mean to protect black women. Right? You, you got that up right now? All right, cool. Read the first one. Uh, let girls be girls. So as the video we watched just pertain, we hear let boys be boys all the time, which is like stupid in a, in a form of toxic masculinity. But what we often, what that statement often uh, uh, excludes is that if the boys have the freedom to be themselves, uh, be mischievous, get in the shit, and still be able to grow, with this protection of understanding that humans will be humans, then that same privilege should be extended out to girls and women as well. Yeah. Like the young lady being dragged from the classroom because she was disrupting class. Like what type of shit is that? Right. How does the crime match the offense? Um, and why is it so severe when it comes to black girls? And then also the other thing about girls is the hypersexualization that we do to young black women. According to some surveys, what this video will go on to say, I don't know if it actually said it just then, what this video will go on to say is that according to some reports, the sexualization of black women starts at five years old. It's crazy. It is crazy. So we don't even let young girls allow themselves to be young girls without having and jumping these stereotypes of sexualization onto them Therefore, when we get to these moments where uh, sexual assault or sexual violence has happened, 
the insinuation is that these over-sexualized black girls ask for it, it's coming to them, or we don't believe them because they are over-sexualized by nature. When in actuality, that is not the case. It's a stereotype. That is something that we have pulled from slavery, the, Jeze the Jezebel trope that we have pulled directly from slavery and have been placing on modern black women. It's 2022. Mm -hmm. Let that shit go. All right, what's the second thing? In racism. In racism. The benefit to all blackness, <laughs> the benefit for all blackness is to end the systemic situation. One of the things that she said in the Essence video at the very beginning is that protecting black women is a systemic thing. Yeah. Right? That's what we were getting to yesterday at the end of our, at the end of our uh, conversation. Is safety even real? And how can I, as an individual, make sure that this thing that may or may not be real is actually placed upon you? How do you do that? You can't. I can't. As an individual, like, literally, I cannot. At most, I can retaliate post-event. But as it comes to the system of safety, man, then there's laws that need to be played. There needs to be public policy that needs to be changed. There needs to be a shift in cultural consciousness that expands outside of ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to do what the commercial said that we showed last week. I'm going to check your mates, okay? <laughs> I'm going to check my mates. But damn, some of this is bigger than just the individual situation. What's the third one? Acknowledge black male privilege. Let me tell you niggas something. I don't know. I don't know why. You know what? And I'm talking to a former version of myself as well. I don't know why black men have such a hard time recognizing that they have power. I think when you put it in terms of like privilege, black men look at each other and be like, hey man, we, we endangered species. We like, you know what I'm saying? We, we most in jail. Like we constantly disrespected. The white man don't like us. I think when niggas think of privilege, they think of something above someone else, which is the definition. Yeah. But when you deny that you have privilege, you're also denying the fact that you have power. So there's all these black men walking around here saying there is no black male privilege. There is no privilege to be a black man. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Stop talking. Because by saying that, you're also insinuating that black men don't have power. We do have power. When we speak, the, move, the, 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 the room moves. Right? When we slap, the internet shakes. Right? So there is power there. Um, what we need to do is recognize how our power is marginalizing and minimizing our mates, our black women. Recognize it. Change it. Or at least see it. Because when you see it, then you can recognize, okay, maybe I shouldn't enter this space mouth first. Maybe I should enter this space ears first. Maybe I shouldn't be objectifying by body. Maybe I should just be objectifying by character. Maybe I don't have to sleep with all my coworkers. Maybe I don't have to yell and scream every time I want to get my way. Maybe I'm not an endangered species. <laughs> Niggas not ready for that conversation. What's number four? <laughs> I was just saying. Niggas not ready for that. Niggas not ready to know that they're not special. That's a whole. Ooh. They're not ready, but they need to know you're not special. You and and you're not the prize. Yeah, they really not ready for that. You're not the prize, bro. You're not special. You're not the prize. You supposed to go find the special and the prize. But number four, be but not to objectify. Go ahead, number four. Be a man. Be a man. Here's what I mean by be a man, because I feel like be a man, weirdly, is a very controversial statement. Here's what I mean by be a man. When it comes to protecting black women, you're the shield. 
And by that, I mean walk her to her car, call her when you get home, when she gets home, have her call you, actively put yourself in situations that puts your body, puts your mentality at risk before or to the advantage of black women. Mm -hmm. I don't understand these niggas out here saying they want to be a man but are afraid to risk themselves for the benefit of their woman. This is why I mean that you are not the prize, that you are not special. My father said to me the other day, um, when it comes to the relationship between parents and their kids, they usually let their sons go at 18. Go in the wild. You'll be okay. But we'll protect our daughter as much as we can because the daughter is the prize. I mean, this is a future generation. Inside Imani right now is two generations, which is crazy to think about. And then lastly, what you about to say? <laughs> Last, I want you to assess my list because I wrote this without you. And then lastly, what's number five? Do something. I have a special, I have a special place of hate in my heart for individuals who choose to do nothing, who advocate for neutrality, who advocate for private solutions. I have a special place in my heart full of hate for you. The worst take in this Will situation is that he should have done nothing. He should have sat quietly and handled it privately. I think that is the worst. The worst thing that you can do to protect black women is nothing. You must do something. Mm -hmm. Even if it's the wrong action, the quote unquote wrong action that leads to an apology. I need you to do something. Because right. for so long, for so long, you know what's crazy? It gets deeper than that. At one point, the blueprint was to keep us away from black women so that we couldn't protect them. And then somehow we socialized that behavior, internalized that behavior and called it a culture, mm -hmm. right? And it's misogyny, misogynoir. Right. The solution to that is to do something, to advocate, to speak, to yell, to slap, to move, mm -hmm. to shake, to do something. No, no more neutral in this motherfucker. No more, well, I'm not going to say nothing because that's not my business. It is your business. Right. You seeing black women attack? That's your business. That's your people. And to be neutral is to make a choice regardless. And to be neutral is to make a choice, and it's the wrong choice. Yeah. Okay, those are my five steps to protect black women. I would like to hear from the lady of the house. Lady of the house, how did I do? Seems, seems good. Seems good? What I miss? Mm-hmm. Maybe listen. Listen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's a big one. What, what do you mean by listen, though? Um, not just your partner, but listen to all black women when they tell you that they feel like there's an injustice happening against them or they feel unsafe in a situation. Yeah, um, do what you can to, I guess, make that situation better or stand up for that woman. Mm -hmm. Or even... Just, just hear her, like you know, let let her story be told. Like that, that reminds me of the I can't remember his name, but remember the guy who would sit outside all night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because her white neighbor was neighbor was harassing yeah. her on some right. bullshit, and he mm -hmm. just sat there. And he would take shifts. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I recognize some niggas like man, I can't, I can't do that. I got, I got some niggas did say that. <laughs> I mean, I, and I and I hear you, but you have to do something. Right. And that's what my man's did. Like, it looked at his time, looked at his schedule, and was like, you know what? I can do something. Oh, Go another ahead. anecdote. I also read the other day. There was, she was a young mother. Um, she was pregnant at the time, and she had, like, a small toddler or whatever. So she mm -hmm. would have to take the bus, and she was alone. 
and she noticed that there was this guy that would always like stand outside at the bus. Never spoke to her though. And then um, one day he wasn't there, and she's just waiting for the bus and everything. And then he comes out and he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought we missed you." And then she's like, "You know, what's what? going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah." Apparently, his wife. They were black. His yeah. wife had been telling him to go stand out and wait with her every morning for the bus. And she was saying that she had no idea that he was waiting with her because he never spoke to her before that moment. He just but standing she, there. Yeah, she was scared out of her mind every morning. But Oh, this man? No, just, just in general, mm, like being alone. Yeah. But this man was already, this couple yeah. had already decided, yeah. like, go look at that girl. Right, I'm, protect I'm, her. get my shit together. Right. I'm going to get my coat yeah. on. Is a coat on that baby? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what protection looks like. That's what protection looks like, right. 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 They don't always, you don't always have to make it known that you're... Right. This ain't for social media. This right, ain't for Instagram. Right. Yeah. This is for the betterment of us. Right. For the protection of black women. Mm-hmm. So we're going to add listen to the list. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything else? I think that's, I think that's it. I like that, though. I like, also the, I like also the thought that, like, this ain't for, like, you're not getting pats on the back, bro. Right. Like, I'm on, like you should get your flowers because I understand and, like, you know, yeah. niggas do need they, uh, they reinforcement. I got you right. Mm-hmm. But, like. You're not getting no Oscar for this. Like you're not getting paid for this. Yeah. You're not getting more pussy for this. You yeah. shouldn't expect that. Like you right. shouldn't expect anything other than than the fact of protecting black women. Mm-hmm. And the story that you told, I want to make sure that this black girl, this black woman, this black mother, and mm-hmm. this black child mm-hmm. can at least get on the bus. Right. <laughs> can we at least <laughs> get on the bus? Right. Whatever you do from there, mm-hmm. I hope somebody else is watching out for you. I hope you got the agency for yourself. Mm-hmm. Which is another question I wanted to ask. In, in this progressive system. Of equity, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And hear me out. Yeah. Is protecting black women even appropriate? Mm. Am I supposed to be like, well, you know, you're your own person. <laughs> you got it. That's a good question. Um, I kind of feel like, I, I feel both ways about it. Mm-hmm. Like, on the one hand, I feel like women are powerful on their own. Mm-hmm. We are powerful on our own. I don't know why I'm excluding myself from that. But uh-huh. <laughs> Did something change? <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but I also feel like there are a lot of instances where we need protection specifically from men. Mm. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Because there are some things, there are some things that happen within black women culture mm-hmm. that like, There'd be times, oh, there'd be times like we'll go to a show, we'll go somewhere, right? Yeah. And I'd be like, man, I had a great time. And then you'd be like, that bitch across the hall, <laughs> she was looking at me and I ain't like her and she ain't say nothing and she was stank. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, you ain't see that? That's supposed to be your friend, but she ain't walk up, she ain't say nothing. She's high in the key can with you, looking at me in my face, ignoring me. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> um, Sometimes I'd be like, no, nah, but like to the same point of my my work partner the other day, she said the same thing. I'd get off a call. We had a client. Yeah. I got off a call and I'm like, oh, man, that was cool. Yeah. I talked to her. She's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. And I'm like, oh, what happened? Because yeah. I didn't hear the same thing. Yeah. So t- to that point, there are some things like I don't even know to protect you from. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, what? Wait, huh? Yeah, the little microaggressions between women. It's, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Am I am I supposed am I supposed to protect you from those things? I don't know. I don't. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Is it is it even appropriate if we're t- if we're t- this is, I feel like this is a uh, it's a sarcastic question, a rhetorical question, and also like a hmm. If the radical future is equity amongst genders, mm-hmm. like do I always have to be your protector? Right. 
Hmm. That's a, is that a gender role? Is that a gender role? Is the male, because as I was just describing this now, is the male putting himself physically, emotionally in harm prior to the female a gender norm? Is women and children off the Titanic first? Is that an old blueprint? Or or is that one of those blueprints like, it might be old, but we'll keep it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like, okay, children specifically, they can't fend for themselves. So, you know, we got to. Yeah. The, the, as I heard in the, um, oh, man, I forgot the name of that dope-ass show that was on HBO. I think it was Terrence Nance and them. Um, mm, I have to look it up. But as they quoted in the show, the purpose of a community is to protect children. Right. So yeah, of course. That's the next generation. Yeah. Right. That's, that's like a, yeah. that's that's all we you ever and it's and it's built in your nature. You ever notice if you're on like public transportation or you somewhere public and you see an infant, yeah, like you are looking and then like the next thing you do is looking around. Well, at least I'm looking around, make sure they're safe, make sure they're cold on that baby, like all that <laughs> stuff, all those situations. Like yeah. the point of a community is to is to promote the next generation. Right. So yes, we will always look out for children. Mm-hmm. Does that same statement apply because women can generate life? Should it? I feel like it. Should, should it not? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. We left them with that question on Tuesday. I've been thinking about it. if it's is it in the radical equitable future? Is it even appropriate for men to protect women? I'm. I don't know if the niggas is ready for that conversation. Just like the same. It's, go ahead. Oh no. Go ahead. I about to say I don't know if niggas is ready for that conversation. In the same vein that like there are social critiques for women, especially black women, mm-hmm. but we're not going to have them until niggas get their shit right. Yeah. Right? We're not even, I'm not even going there. I'm not even going to make the statement that I just made again until niggas get their shit right. To your point, I was thinking that, damn, I lost it. But it was about, we can't, damn, I lost it. It was good. It was about protecting. Uh-huh. It was about, damn. Protecting black women. Yeah, but is was, it appropriate? I was trying to say that. Um, I is lost it, it you lost? Damn, yeah, it was good. Okay, do we got any comments? Yeah, what do people got to say? I want to know. Actually, if you if you can jump in the comments right now, I would love to hear your question to that. So, like, obviously, we have to fix the old system, right? Because niggas is not protecting black women. Nobody's protecting black women. I think that's okay. Got you. Go ahead. (laughs) So, um, I think in the future, once niggas get over, not get over, but get past their misogynistic ways, Mm -hmm. hoping that women won't need protection. I mean, of course, we might need it from other women, but once men do the work on themselves, I feel like we can all kind of come together. You, You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. That's the radical, equitable future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once niggas got their shit together. And that's <laughs> niggas got their shit together. Sound like at like 85% plus. Right? right like yeah. the ancient niggas is at a sharp, sharp minority. Yeah. Like 8%. Right. Not, Eight, even, not even 15. Yeah. 8% minority. Right. 2% undecided. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we got 90% on the right way. Yeah. But we are so far from that because I feel like we are, man. We on the precipice of a new nigga. We not even at the new nigga yet. No, we not. Good. Are we even on the precipice? Because something we trying. Think about Kevin Samuels. No, that nigga not on the precipice. But think about all the people that support him and you know think he's right. That's what I'm saying. So the so the majority of niggas, I feel like, 
are not there. Not even on the precipice. Not even know that there is a new lane to follow. Yeah. Oh, they made new blueprints? Let me go read those. I don't even know that. Right. But there's some of us out there. Yeah. It's about 25. <laughs> and I don't mean percent. <laughs> I mean 25. The whole Niggas. <laughs> 25, 24 then. <laughs> 24 in the whole country. That means less than one, less than half a nigga per state. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Let's read some of these comments. What we got? Okay, on Instagram, we got, there needs to be a balance. Right, can you protect black women from black women? Ran into that same thing with my sisters. Yeah, I don't know. Who has that kind of time? And then on YouTube, we got... Who said who has that kind of time? Uh, the Purple Grenade. All right, for sure. Uh, he's not wrong. I think the real question about Will is that, is there such a thing as going too far? Yes, protect black women, but make sure the punishment fits the crime. I've been thinking about the situation a lot because I was in a similar situation recently where mm -hmm. I had to defend my mom against someone and got so angry I almost beat the hell out of someone. Mm -hmm. Had she not stopped me, it would have exploded to physical violence and I would have been arrested, losing mm -hmm. any chance at my job interview. My situation ended nonviolently with my mom, defended, but I was so angry I strained my body by flexing so hard. I grew ten two inches out of anger to, God tower, damn. <laughs> to tower down on him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You imagine being that's so crazy. damn that's Drew. Yeah. You mean imagine being so damn mad that you get tall and Drew already Drew already six seven. What? This boy tall as hell. Wow. So if you get mad again, sign up for the league, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if you get mad again, get see mad Kevin again. Durant. <laughs> Good lord. Wow. Um, is there a thing? Is there such thing as going too far? I don't. I don't know. And the reason why I don't know, because I feel like, this might be a new thought, I feel like Will Smith just tested the limit. Right. I had never, in a public situation, in private situations, I've seen something like this. In a public situation, I had never seen that. I remember on the sitcoms back in the day, if you said something wrong to a girl, she would slap you, right? Yeah. Always thought that was normal. Always thought that, like, if you go too far with a girl, she slap you. You just got to sit there like, damn, right. I went too far. Right. Right? So I had never seen, in a modern situation, I had never seen somebody result to violence in an offensive situation. Yeah. Do I know if it's too far? I have no idea. Because to me, that's the new limit. If he yeah. slapped him twice, that'd have been the limit. Shout out to the two-piece rule. <laughs> okay? Okay? We predict this in 2020. <laughs> If you do wrong against me, it should be federal law that I get two slaps on you. All right? So, Will Smith still got one more slap in my eyes. <laughs> in my eyes, there's still one more slap to go. All right. You got any other thoughts, questions around protecting black women? Yeah. Um, you were just talking about um, going too far. Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, if it's a an offense that, you know, was pretty egregious. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think you can, you can go too far. Okay, well, let me ask you this, right? Not to bring back painful situations, but we had our situation. And when that situation happened, I definitely felt like I responded angrily yeah. and um, made it worse. Made it worse? I don't know about made it worse, but I felt like I brought it to a head. Where it was a dormant pimple, <laughs> I feel like the actions that I made forced the both of y'all into an action. But low key, oh, oh, you mean like, not last year, but before? Or before, talking, not oh, the house oh, party. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. True, okay. And then I had to apologize to you and be like, um, I'm sorry I made this about me. Yeah. I'm sorry I centered this situation 
around how I'm feeling and not necessarily response to you. Yeah. Is that going too far? I feel like that falls under the doctrine of mm. do something, and I'd rather you do something and apologize true. than do nothing and regret it. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, in the moment, yeah, I felt like it was too far. <laughs> but I think things kind of resolved themselves in a, in a sense, you know, like chips fell where they may. <laughs> <laughs> no, we pushed them chips. <laughs> they ain't fall, baby. We pushed them chips. <laughs> but it was also kind of like, like the elephant in the room. Like you can't, well, we, you know. Yeah. Without saying too much. Yeah. There's only, there's only so much you can do without a situation like that exploding. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. And I look back and and I'm pretty and if I had to put myself in the Will Smith shoes as I'm looking back at my action, I am both cuz it's not either or. I am both regretful and very proud. Like I'm both like, man, I probably I probably could have done it a different way. Yeah. And I haven't even thought about it a different way that I could have done it. But at the same time, I'm very proud that action happen yeah. like because i couldn't imagine sitting here right now with that thing had have happened and we both know and we got to go sit around our friends and we got to go to homecoming sure. and we got to go to fucking <laughs> alumni band meetings like we got to go to all these situations where these niggas are mm-hmm. nobody knows except us like that right. yeah, ah, and then this nigga thinks it's cool let's roll this blunt because i now nah, nah, i got my pressure up <laughs> <laughs> let's roll this blunt let's roll this blunt all right, good people, it is now Rolling Time. Rolling Time is being sponsored this morning by our good friends over, uh, my good friend, Chiquette. Chiquette and my man, Slashby. I love me some Slashby, man. <laughs> and he in the video. Yeah. <laughs> Slashby's in the video. Goals, bruh. Goals, bruh. Are we not all trying to be Diddy dancing in the video? Yeah. Fuck what Shook Knight said, bruh. Like, silent the behind scenes is cute, but I'm trying to be in the video. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so shout out to my man Slashby. Shout out to Chiquette. Shout out to Jada Imani M. Please say to M. Jada Imani was shooting Issa Rae all casual over the weekend. Like, hey girl, here, click, click, what? boom. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. What I say about the Renaissance? What did I say? Mm-hmm. If you look at all the hooray situations, the factory, Jada Imani, Carnegie was there. These are non-musician people I'm talking about. Yeah. We look at all the people who were there. My man Donovan, Gary was there. Issa Rae came to D.C. Yeah. And she was at Wild Days with the factory. And DJ Damo was DJing. <laughs> the Chocolate City Renaissance is a punk. And Damo live in L.A. She came back to D.C. Oh, wow. for the gig. The Renaissance is here. Play the video. I ain't playing with these niggas. The Renaissance is now. <laughs> I want you. 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 I want want you. You. Nigga, I want you. I want you, I want you, won't 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 you,
want you, I want you, 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 want video i see y'all going off in the comments me and the lady of the house over here giggling that uh <laughs> she realized that the district bloke is chris Carter, and she's like he seemed like a district bloke <laughs> y'all keep that conversation going because i think it's important um me and chris Carter had a very very uh had a very good conversation in the dms about uh the consequences of violence and the outcomes of such uh 
and and paralleling them against the the intentions of your actions. Definitely keep that conversation. It's the conversation that needs to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, how we protect black women, especially, and I love to see the black men are in the comments right now, mm-hmm. arguing over the nuance right. of what it means to protect black women. I want y'all remember rule number five. Do something. Yeah. As I heard the FEMA lady say in a meeting the other day, I would rather have to push you away than to chase you down. Damn, that's real. Yeah, I would rather you do too much right. than I have to chase you down. And, and let me tell you something, and I'm assuming for the lady of the house, I think all women think that way. Oh, yeah. I think I, she would rather, damn, nigga, you did a lot. All right, we got to talk about next time what happens, <laughs> rather than you ain't do shit. Right. And you just, every time I'm on the couch, you're looking at me like, <laughs> really? <laughs> or every time you see me react to something, you're like, oh, so you react to that? <laughs> I ain't, nah. <laughs> do something. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's sponsor time, y'all. This morning's blunt is being sponsored sponsored by the good people over at Street Lawyer Services. Okay, Street Lawyer Services DC. Make sure you check them out at Street Lawyer Services DC. Street Lawyer Services Miami. Street Lawyer Services uh, New York City. My man Lonnie, the Street Lawyer, hooking us up this morning. We're smoking on uh, Triple Mint. Triple Mint. It's actually not bad. I'm not gonna lie. We had a couple. We had a blunt on Tuesday. It ain't bad. Uh, It's it is a sativa, a hybrid sativa, but it's not fruity. No. It's piney. Yeah. We're gonna smoke some of this here in a second. But this morning's being brought over, brought over to the good people at Street Lawyer Services. Make sure you check them out. Tell them BMO sent you some of the prices. You know what I mean? They got some good stuff over there. They got some good stuff. I seventy one shop. Don't need a special card. Just need your ID. Pull up. Cash only. Get ready to smoke some great product. Love the Weed Man. I say this every time we do an mm-hmm. ad. Love the Weed Man because loving the Weed Man is supporting black business. And as we are looking for sponsors for the Wake and Bake Fest, I hit up a couple Weed Men, yeah. right? Because look, y'all need a chance too. Right. All right. All right. And y'all got the bread. Black business. Come on, support black business. Okay. Right. That's what we're gonna do. Um, Especially if we sort support black business, you can always go to one of these I-71 shops so you can be very specific about the thing that you want, mm-hmm. all right? The randomization of the weed man is an appreciated benefit, but not always <laughs> a benefit that you want all the time, right. all right? So you can get exactly what you want, guaranteed. Uh, uh, you get your edibles and your little, what you Yeah, dog little dog walkers. walkers. They got a little dog walkers. It's, it's nice. They even got the little, um, the blunt holders though, with the crystals on it. Yeah, it was cute. They have crystal blunt holders, so yeah. you can be a classy bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you could be a district chakras. bloke, yeah. <laughs> a bloke in smoke, if you will. Right. <laughs> Would you say and learn your chakras? No, align them. Yeah, that's right. Align your chakras. You that's right. That's right. That's right. I told I told the lady of the house I felt like the chakra in her left knee the other night was a little off. <laughs> what? I don't know what it was, but I'm in tune. Okay. Anyway, make sure y'all go check out Street Lawyer Services DC to get. Uh, some fine marijuana gifted to you in exchange for some Street Lawyer Services I-71 shop. You'll love it! Uh, <laughs> let's get back to the show. Home, let me spark this button and we get back to the show. Don't you hate when you lighten the blunt and your nose blow it out? That's like never you happened like, to me. Like you doing this situation and you like... Uh, 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 <laughs> it's never happened to me. It happened to me all the time, man. <laughs> You trying to roll the blunt and you realize you got all this air coming out your nose. Like, God damn. <laughs> I've never. Can huh. I be smooth? I miss my Zippo, though. Well, it's in the car. Need, Where is it? Some... It's somewhere. I think it's in the car, but you need some, what, it's fluid? Some, probably. Yeah, that's all. Well, it's just a little too fussy for me. It's a little too fussy, man. <laughs> and, it's, and you got to use it, like, all the time so that the uh, the thing don't dry out. Oh, the, the flint thing? 
No, the little thing inside, the little thing that holds the gas. Mm. If you like, if you don't use it all the time, like it'll dry out, then you gotta put more fluid in there. It's just so, it's just so much. <laughs> it's so much. Anyway, let's move on to our next topic. What's you know it, huh? What's our next? <laughs> I didn't get the little over there. Right? Oh, it's time. Oh, it's time for the part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> take two. Take two. Take two. <clears throat> maybe I should have waited to. Maybe I took this before we started. <clears throat> me, 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 me. There we go. All right. It's time for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. Yeah. Every Thursday, we give out our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. All right. If you don't know, Paul Robeson was the most popular Negro on the planet. I correct that like Times, the magazine corrected it. Paul Robeson was the most popular man on the planet. Started in Othello, first black man to do so, mm-hmm. uh, and his 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 career ended with uh, uh, accusations from McCarthyism about socialism and communism, in which he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> so we are looking for." popularity we are looking for cultural impact and we're also looking for danger (laughs) (laughs) okay this week's paul robeson negro of the week i know a lot of people like it's gonna be will smith's backhand it's not (sighs) it's not it's not it is not will smith chris rock or jada pinkett (laughs) it is a moment of cultural beauty that i think we have all overlooked this couldn't there's going to be documentaries about what happened this week. I want y'all to know that. Oh, yeah. From Sunday to next Sunday. And I, what I mean what happened, I mean everything that didn't happen under the slap. Because mm. Zoe Kravitz is obviously up out of here. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Robert Pattinson is out here saying the N-word. Like, I, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's I happening. That like, one. It's, 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 Wanda Sykes is over here uh, Wanda Sykes is apologizing crying. to, yeah. It's a whole bunch. There's going to be a whole documentary about the background things that happened in this week. And one of the things they're going to talk about is... Season three of Atlanta. I'm telling you. I am telling you. The Paul Robeson Negro of the Week is an episode of television. That's right. Because it's dangerous. You would be surprised. Before we watch the clip, you would be surprised how many people thought this was just like a random story. No, this what we're about to show you is based on real events. Wait, people thought that was random? People this, people thought this, they just made it up. This literally happened. Everything in that episode happened. But, exactly. Everything. And so um, I think it was Josh didn't know about Oscarville. And I was like, yeah, this really happened. He was like, oh, yeah. shit, let me rewatch. Yeah. I don't think Danielle knew about the story of the kids being driven off the bridge. She was like, oh, oh yeah. shit. Like, no. Everything that happened in this first episode yeah. of season three mm-hmm. It's real. And they never, they never, I don't think they ever found the kids. No. Yeah. They did. Yeah. They couldn't find their bodies. But, okay. Hold up. Hold up, Jess. I'm getting you, I'm getting you, your ashtray. Our good friend Jess over the musicianship got us a nice classy ashtray. It's like the <laughs> ones they had at the restaurants. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I learned the other day that apparently back in like the 60s, 70s, everybody, yeah. like when you were in school, they used to make you make an ashtray because it was expected that you would just have one in your house for guests, even if you didn't smoke. Uh, it's a common practice of smoke. Right, right. And then science came around. I was like, you know, y'all niggas is dying early, right? Right. Oh, wait, what? Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Crazy how the crazy how those truth ads, yeah. marketing, propaganda yeah. changed American culture. Right. Holy smokes! Yeah. Literally. They worked. Anyway. <laughs> um, Paul Robeson, Negro of the Week, is episode one of Atlanta. I'm gonna do you a favor. That's right. I'm going to do you a favor. We're going to watch the first four minutes of Atlanta together. 
Okay. I need y'all niggas. This is how important this is to me. I need y'all niggas to recognize the genius that is happening right now. The first two, two, first two seasons of Atlanta, best television I've ever seen. This third season, this first segment of this first season yeah. is dangerous. Right. It's dangerous because it puts into common uh it puts into common language something that really happened. Right. The flooding of black bodies, mm-hmm. the creation of man-made disasters to eradicate a black population. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to tell y'all something. I want to tell y'all something. As global warming continues to happen, as climate change continues to progress. Y'all realize that redlining was real, right? Mm-hmm. It ain't got it ain't just bank loans. Right. It's where they put your ass. It's not even just about voting. Really. It's not even about yeah. voting. It's literally where they put your ass. Right. They redlined the most risky places on a map. And that includes the topograph the the topograph. Yeah, the yeah. topographical yeah. location. Mm-hmm. According to some reports. Most the traditional black family, when you think of blackness, even us, we in a low, we in fucking low tide right now. Yeah. Not low tide, we in a bad topographical area right oh, now. Are? Yeah, we redline. Damn. Most redline areas are in places where environmental disasters would be worse. Mm-hmm. I've said this a thousand times. Maybe I'll say it after this situation. Hit the joint. It's time to watch the first four minutes of Atlanta. I'm gonna be in the corner watching with y'all. Don't worry. Is it going? Yeah. Mute me. Yeah, you. There's no sound. Coming from video at all? Hold up, let me. The monitoring output are on. I think it's about time we haul it up out of here. Yeah, it might be. We finished this first. Nice night, though. It's quiet. A little too quiet. Always gave me the EVGVs, man. This water's so murky. It's shit water. I almost drowned in it once. Eight. Actually, right over there by the beat, my cousin had to drag me out. I don't know what it was, man. I just felt like I was being pulled. He probably was. By what? It's a whole town underneath us. Hell out of here, man. That's what I'm saying? Shit water. This whole lake used to be a town. Houses, barns, roads, there's a whole raceway down there. The state government built a dam and flooded the place. Anyone who didn't leave drowned. That was black, too. What? Self-governed black town. So, there are black people under right now? Yeah, why you think so many people die around here every year? Because <laughs> of drunk rednecks trying to fish at night, <laughs> like you. <laughs> No, it's cause it's haunted. You, you really think it's haunted? Oh yeah, 
lot of souls down there. That's what pulled you under. Town full of black folk. They were almost white. Get the hell out of here, man. What are you talking about? They were almost white? White's not a real thing, right? There's no scientific basis for it. People just become social. This is dangerous. What he's saying is about to be really dangerous. White is where you are, is when you are. Armenians are white as hell. It's a lame. Armenians. When they damned the Chattahoochee, some refused to leave. They thought they were safe. They need to be white. With enough blood and money, anyone can be white. It's always been that way. But the thing about being white is, it blinds you. It's easy to see the black man is cursed because you've separated yourself from him. But you don't know. You're enslaved just like him. Cold whiteness. You're hypothermic. You lose logic. You see the blood. And you think someone else is bleeding. Everyone's screaming at you to turn the machine off. But you can't hear them. You can't even hear yourself saying, we're cursed too. We're cursed too. I want y'all to think about what we just watched. And I know and I know a lot of people won't understand initially. Um, but everything that we saw is based on real things. Mm-hmm. I want to bring up probably three things. The first of which is Oscarville, Georgia, which is the town that they flooded to create Lake Lanier. Mm-hmm. If there there are this is what happened. They said that they were going to build a dam, flood the town, and the people had to get out. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing about the town is that it was a completely free black town. Right. Had their own government, had their own stores, completely insulated from, from Jim Crow. Everything was sweet. Mm-hmm. You think about that town from the harder they fall. Right. Right? And then the U.S. government came in and said, oh, man, capitalism, sure was fair for everybody, but y'all ain't it. We're going to flood this town so we can create this lake. That's the first thing. I want to remind you of the words of Edgar Jr. after the Charlottesville um after the Charlottesville riots, the Tiki Torque riots, he said, one day white people are going to have to wake up and realize they need to free themselves from being white. I want to point to you to Ta-Nehisi Coates' book. Thank you, Big Hand, for reminding us. Um, Ta-Nehisi says they're not white people. They're people who believe themselves to be white, mm-hmm. right? Meaning that there has been a system created to cast down the darker-hued people and propagate and propagate and promote white people, or the lighter-hued people. There was a system, I'm going to say it again, there was a system that was created 
to put two parties into two different situations. Mm -hmm. So to believe that you are white is participation in that system. Right. When you enslave, you are also enslaving yourself. You have convinced yourselves, as we heard in All the Brutes, you have convinced yourself that there is no human here. These are brutes. These are different species. You have limited your mind. You have literally changed the science Mm -hmm. of your brain to see another human, something that you can not see as a competitor, something that you don't see as below you, something that is an ally to you, something that is aligned to you, you see that as less than the value of your dog. Right. And now white people got pigs for fucking for fucking uh, 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 pets. Don't get me started on that. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I love your pets owners. I love pet owners. Keep going. We're going to flood this town. White people need to be free. This is at the beginning of a sitcom on FX produced by Donald Glover. Right. Who? I'm looking at the man right now, and I'm like, do y'all not know what y'all just did? Right. What you just you just promoted a very dangerous idea. This white man and this black man sitting on Lake Lanier mm-hmm. talking about the liberation of the white mind mm-hmm. to an audience that is mostly white because they think Donald Glover intersects into whiteness like mm-hmm. he's just like a token. Right. Mind you, they had the white man saying this. <laughs> that is dangerous. Right. Black folks have done the work, and what and when and when the liberation comes, when the great liberation comes, whenever the fuck that is, however the fuck that comes, when that comes, white people are gonna look around and be like, "Fuck! Wait a minute! 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 Right. How come they can think this way? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on! How come they're not bound to the trauma that was before? How come they're not building old mm-hmm. buildings? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Why are they free? Why do I, why do I feel hatred towards them and they not even looking at me as white? They don't even call me white. My name is Franklin. Right. That was a terrible name. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) My name is Joshua. Uh, I don't know why. Damn, bro. Probably we were talking about that nigga earlier. Uh huh. Whoops. And then you pick my brother's name. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Just trash, man. Just trash. George. (laughs) Eldred. Uh, Oh my goodness. Oh, Eric. (laughs) Just all the bad names. You picking all my feelings. That's right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got something to say, B? Nah, I, I love it. I actually love you, uh, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Your father, funny as hell to me, man. Yo, that's <laughs> funny. That man is funny as hell. Anyway, but they let Donald Glover do this. That was still strong. What happened? Somebody made a comment. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> What'd they say? What'd they say? It's kind of tied into my, my burning question, actually. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to let you go. You let that, you know, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. We run out of time, so we don't have time for our third topic. So let's go ahead and get to it. Let's okay. go ahead and get to the comment. I just wanted to show you all this moment. Mm-hmm. Let Donald Glover know that you are Paul Robeson. Not even Donald Glover, though. Everybody who went into this situation. Yeah. You are the Paul Robeson Negro of the week. Mm-hmm. We appreciate your bravery and your tenacity in showing stories that people have probably forgotten about. Putting it into a medium of the horror medium, which is bearing so well with the black experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really think about it, if you look at the history of horror movies in America, starting with Birth of a Nation... 
going into Blackula mm-hmm. to Vampire in Brooklyn all the way to Get Out. It mm-hmm. tells the story of black Americans. Yeah. It really does. It's a very interesting story. So we appreciate you using that medium to tell this narrative. We appreciate you using genius uh, 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 script writing and research to pull it off. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. This would be the time if I had a live show. If we had a live show, I'd have a, a, a chorus of thick bitches clapping. <laughs> Every time we need like an applause. <laughs> a chorus from small all the way to big, from light all the way to dark. Just pap, 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 pap. Thank you. Paul Robeson appreciates you. Let's get to the comments. Um, and y'all still got the nerve to call Donald Corny. Which kind of tied into my, yeah. Well, one of my, I had two questions. Ask your question. I think, I think we're running out of time, and I love the people, but okay. I love you more. Okay, uh, and there's two more comments after that. The number of entendres in that episode was crazy, hard to watch at points, but great art. Okay, but my question was, <laughs> do you still consider Donald not to be pro-black? That's one question. Ooh! And two. Call me to the alternate! <laughs> and two. Oh, not and two. Oh shit! Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You go ahead. don't have to answer this one, but I go was ahead. just thinking about um, Marseille Martin. How she said she wasn't telling traumatic black stories. Right. How do you think this, like episodes like this, fit Ooh. into the black culture? These are some great burning questions for the road. <laughs> these are some ladies. Uh, these are some great burning questions for the road. Okay. Okay. First question. First question is: Do I still consider Donald Glover not pro-black? Yeah. That's a good question. That's a good question. You see, I smile. That's a good question. That's a good question. Okay. We define pro-black. Okay, if black in this current moment is a response to trauma, Mm -hmm. what we saw, you ain't, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Because, wait a minute now. Okay, what we saw wasn't about blackness, was it? What we saw was blackness used as a backdrop to express the incarceration that is whiteness. Okay. Right. So does does anti-whiteness equal pro-black or is anti-whiteness also pro-black? That's either or. So shit. Where does anti-blackness fit in the pro-black narrative? Where does the liberation of white let me say it this way. Where does the liberation of whiteness fit into a pro-black narrative? Because if it's highly regarded, if if okay, if the solution I need my board, <laughs> right? If there is a solution circle yeah. to liberation, in which I feel like this is what the whole show is about. We're trying to figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. Um We'll have to look back and see what season one is, but season two is definitely is what is niggas is dumb. Season three is definitely seen to be new blueprints, right? So if this is, if there are like seven things in this circle, just because I like to, the number several, seven. <laughs> is the liberation of whiteness on that circle? And if it's on that circle, does that mean is it's our responsibility? I feel like that's where it gets tricky. Right. Okay, so to answer your question, do I consider Donald Glover corny, which we considered 
which we said was assimilating white culture through blackness, coonish, if you will. Mm -hmm. Do I still consider Donald Glover corny and non-pro-black if he created a piece of art like this? I think... I think I don't know. <laughs> I think that is a very complex thought. I think, I think that indicates that uh, the solutions or the pathway to liberation, including the liberation of the white mind, if we say that's if we say that's pro-black and pro-black is leading to a new, you know, what I'm saying a new blueprint, a new a, a new foundation, whatever, whatever, mm -hmm. then that means that's our responsibility somehow. Okay. So that's why I don't know. I don't know if whiteness is our responsibility. Right. Therefore, I don't know if Donald Glover is pro-black. Mm. And now that this has happened on FX, now that this has happened on general broadcast television, like when we saw um, we saw a black Captain America now, now that this happened on television, we have to recognize that the, the goal has moved. The goalpost of liberation has moved. Right. Right? So now they're, they're giving us least independence. So now, okay, yeah, do your little TV show. Yeah. Right. We still white. <laughs> Go ahead, do your little TV show. What's the second question? Uh, Marcella Martin said she's not telling Ooh. traumatic black stories, so how does Ooh. an episode like this fit into the culture? Oh, oh, okay. So this is this is where this is why I love Marcella Martin. Mm -hmm. I love the concept that somebody has to somebody has to move away from not telling traumatic black stories. But yeah. I gotta lean on my Jewish brothers and sisters here. Oh, we gonna keep telling the story of the Holocaust. Ooh. Okay. Like my man Paris said it. Like y'all could be tired of slave movies. You so we are supposed to be tired of slave movies, right? Right. But keep making them motherfuckers though. True. I need that shit because white people forget shit fast. That's okay. True. We told you the stat um, that after the the what do they call it? The reawakening, the re. The reckoning of 2020, yeah. after that summer of protests in 2020, white people really feel like, oh, we good, we done. Really? Yeah. Like, really? white support dwindled, like, 90%. Not because they're like, oh, fuck black people. It's just be like, oh, the well, they did. Oh, it's good. We, yeah. The work is done. The work is not done. <laughs> it's not the work is not done. And the, and the ways that we can keep reminding them is episodes like this on Atlanta. Okay. So, like, why I appreciate Marci Martin, the, 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 there's no either or situation. I'm going to still right. fuck with what she's doing. And right. somebody's got to fulfill the role. But, like, she won't be able to tell stories like this. True. Okay. Or... She'll have to tell stories like this in a clever way mm -hmm. that tries to mend away from the drama. Because I would say, was that episode, was the whole episode traumatic? Or did he do, I thought he did the Quentin Tarantino thing where he like flipped it. Like, mm -hmm. we killed Hitler, right? Um, like in oh, Glorious yeah, yeah, Bastards, yeah, yeah. like yeah. we murdered Hitler in a, in a fucking movie theater right, and right, shot right. him 30,000 times. It did have a quote-unquote happy ending, I guess. Yeah, like he went home. Right. The kids was yeah. sitting on the road or right. whatever they was doing. Mm -hmm. And in real life, that's that a is. really sad story. Right. That's a really sad story. And if I think too hard into it, I will get a little weepy. That is a really sad story. Mm -hmm. But anyway, y'all, um, thank you for those burning questions of the roach. That was good. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway, y'all, we want to thank y'all for watching uh, another episode of Who Wake and Bake with B. 
Mo. You can always check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. You can get the instant replay on Twitter, the instant replay on YouTube, okay? If you feel like donating to the show, please put on the rent. It's the 31st, you know what I'm saying? The statistic says that most niggas live in check to check. But if you got a little something, throw a little something on the, throw a little something on the plate. We want to give a shout out to our sponsors, uh, the Washington and former bridge. Check them out at wibridgedc.com. Uh, also check out my man, the media prince at the media prince. Um, if you haven't seen the media prince, he's exactly what you're imagining in your head right now. Yes. My man does look princely. <laughs> okay. We want to give a shout out to the street lawyer services for providing this morning's uh, donation gas, triple mint. You see the eyes a little low. The tongue is a little heavy. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff, though. I'm not yeah. slow because, you know, we. I was listening back on the clip and I remember that you said that you are an indica nigga. You do like indica. So half of us are no, indica niggas no, over here. That's not true. <laughs> do, do I need to play the clip? I did say that, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I changed my mind. I don't like an indica in the middle of the day. Take no, me out. never that. Yeah. Never that. Never that. Um, y'all stay up and good morning. Good morning. Oh, you know we got the video for you. We know you got the video. Hit my man Micah's know what. Just in case you with your, a lot of people say they uh they listen on the phone with their spouse in the background. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, man. It's a little gloomy outside today. I'm saying, get your, yeah, get your close on if you will. <laughs> go ahead, get your close on. I don't know why I went into full, uh, silent storm just now. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Get your clothes on with my man, Michael Robinson's hit single from Love Story, the album. You know what? Walk past me, not too fast. Let my eyes just take their time. Looking at you, you look back and I feel your eyes meet mine And I know just what that means Yeah, I know just what you mean Conversation Trying to be patient, but the way you make me feel mm, What I want to do, want to keep moving Till you feel like the whole world's standing still And I know just what